Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Today it is the 21st of October 2022. It is a weekend preview edition. Big games across the league. Texas, Oklahoma State, TCU, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Baylor versus Kansas. Previews of all of them and what is on the line. Discussion about that coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us today. Make sure you all subscribe to the channel. We're on the way to 2,500. Need your help to get there. Make sure you tell your friends as well. And give us a like on the videos if you're watching on YouTube. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those places. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Right before I recorded the show, my Kansas football shirt came in. So uh, I'm a Missouri graduate, as some of you all know. But I love the Big 12. I'm a Big 12 guy. It's where my, really my heart lies so we can support Kansas football. My girlfriend, who's also a Missouri graduate, probably does not see it that way. So I might be single here pretty soon. Might be a bachelor because I'm wearing now uh, Kansas apparel. All right, folks, let's get to it. This week's slate across college football is an interesting one. Uh, in terms of top 25 matchups, Syracuse Clemson is there. UCLA Oregon is there to me. It's the best game of the day. Uh, Mississippi State, Alabama is there, and there's two in the Big 12. The Big 12 is the only league that has two ranked versus ranked matchups. You've got Kansas State and TCU, as well as Oklahoma State and uh, Texas. So, you know, it's another week in the Big 12 where the games are fascinating. That's uh, going to have some national appeal. I wish that game against Kansas State TCU was on FS1, but I think it's or not on FS1 on Fox, but baseball is happening. I think this is a week where right now it feels like there are four Big 12 title challengers. There's Oklahoma State. There is Texas. There is Kansas State. There is TCU. We're going to shed one of those this week, and somebody is going to take control of the league this week as well. And that gets us to the first game we're going to discuss. We're kind of going to work backwards through the schedule. Normally, I like to build up, but at this point in the season with the games where they are, we should start at the marquee. 7 p.m. Central on FS1, number 17, Kansas State, and number 8, TCU. The Horn Frogs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 54. Um, what is at stake here in this game? If TCU wins this, we have to have a legit conversation about them going undefeated. It would still be very difficult for them after this. If they went to you know, get this win to go 7-0. After this, they would have at West Virginia, Texas Tech, at Texas, at Baylor, Iowa State. That would be the stretch run for the Horn Frogs. So three road games in the last five, still very challenging, as I'd mentioned. But after they run a gauntlet of number 18, Oklahoma, who they thumped, uh, Kansas, number 19, Kansas on the road, they got by. Oklahoma State, they had the rally. They beat Kansas State here. I mean, we're talking about a situation where we keep putting them in tough spots and they keep responding and getting wins. It would be four, strength, four straight wins against ranked opponents for Kansas State if they were or, uh, for TCU, if they were to get the job done. On the other side, Kansas State, you know, we have to talk about them in their path. Now, it's a little bit different for them because they would still have Oklahoma State, Texas, both at home, but then at Baylor, at West Virginia, 
in Kansas. So still a difficult stretch left for them on the remainder of the season, but they're at five and one now and they're undefeated in the league. So they would be taking control. Um, this game is just straight up for first place. It, it, that's, that's what it's, that's what's on the line right now. Check out the big 12 standings. These are the only two teams left in the league that are undefeated. This game is for first place in the big 12. That would make it three consecutive weeks. Now that Oklahoma, uh, that TCU has been playing for first place. I know the game against, um, you know, Kansas, they're both what two and zero at that point. So it's not like, you know, one of them, even in TCU's case. So it's not like crazy weird or whatever, but um, yeah, functionally three straight first place games that TCU has been playing. Kansas state has really just rounded them to form. They've been so strong uh, ever since that loss they suffered against uh, Tulane, which was kind of a wake up call for them. Chris Kleiman's three and zero in his time at, at Kansas state against TCU. And a lot of this TCU group has been a part of those losses. A lot of this Kansas State group has been a part of those wins. Um, the one thing we know about these two teams, I know for a fact that TCU can play from behind. Would you like to do it as much against the Kansas State pass defense, uh, preferably you know, to an Oklahoma State? No, you would not like to do that. But, but that being said, um, you know, I know for a fact that they can rally, they can come back from behind and they can do those, they, you know, they can, they can rally from behind. Uh, and, and look, it's once again, going to be harder against this Kansas state pass defense, which is number three in the league. That being said, that being said, um, you know, Kansas state is a team that cannot play from behind. This is a team, or at least they prefer not to. Maybe some of you out there who are Kansas State fans think that they can. I, I don't think that's been that's been something that we've seen a whole lot of this year, right? That they've gotten ahead and let teams back in it and then gone back ahead again. But I don't think this is a group that really wants to be playing behind the eight ball, just not the way this team is constructed because they're at their best when they're running the football. They can hit those big explosive plays. The big key for, and I think they can in this game. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think they definitely can hit big, big explosive plays in that running game, uh, you know, as, as we have seen them do that. Um, and, and, you know, that's something that they've been doing like the entire season, right? That's something that we've seen them do the entire season. I just, I don't want to get them in a situation they have to start passing if I'm Kansas State. I don't want to be in a spot where Adrian Martinez throwing the football has to win us the game. They are much better off when they are on the ground hitting you. And look, maybe they can lull you to sleep and hit the big play when they're down, but this is not a team built to climb out of a multiple score hole. It's just not the way it's constructed. Not calling them front runners, not what I want to say, but there are certain teams that just cannot play from behind or are not supposed to play from behind. And I think this Kansas State team is an example of that because we have not seen them, at least to my knowledge at this point of the season, they have not, you know, this year come back from a uh, any kind of like massive deficit to win a game. They didn't trail against Oklahoma. I don't think they trailed against Texas Tech. If I'm correct, I'll double check there to see. Um, yeah, I, they did not come from behind against uh, against Texas Tech. Um, yes, this team is just they built they have, they built leads and they they've given some back or they uh, you know Oklahoma they gave it back uh, Texas Tech they gave it back but I, I can't recall a time that they were ever down. And so I think it's important if you're TCU to jump out to an early lead, right? To try and, you know, to try and put them behind the eight ball, to give your defense a chance and not just have them scrambling, trying to stop the big plays in the running game and get over the top. Like you need to establish that, you need to establish that lead early on 
because TCU did not do that last week. We saw them rally. They preferred not do it again. And that's something actually Sonny Dykes even talked about this week, like the importance of them, you know, uh, not spotting teams at many points. But he knows for a fact they've been in the dogfights and they can do it. Maybe they, maybe they're a bit slow. You know, I think the other thing with the mention games in a row advantage Kansas State they're coming off the bye week right they've had plenty of time to rest and get ready and game plan and TCU is on a big run of games so I actually do think it's more likely that uh, Kansas State can come out and be the faster team off the bounce but I also think at the same time there is that recognition there for TCU they know they need to get after it faster I'm going to roll with the Horn Frogs in this game because I think that their explosive plays can be too much I, I think that with them you know, with these big play wide receivers they have and also how good the running game has been, um, you know, they they have that mix. Now, for them, it's all about finding that mix of run and pass, right? That's kind of a big thing for them is that they'll run, 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 and they'll pass, 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 pass. And it feels like at times they aren't mixing the two very well. In the second half, they really started doing it, but they've got so much ability, so much talent, and they're so well coached. Like they eventually find the formula in the game, even if at certain points they don't look excellent. So, I'm going to go with TCU and what I think is a very, very close football game. But I think they win this game maybe 27-23, I think that's the goal for them is kind of get an early lead and see if they can get themselves spaced out. So I know it's off a bye week. I know Chris Kleiman's success. I just think TCU at this point in time has the horses that we have seen. If there's a defense that can shut them down, sure, it is Kansas State. But um, the hot hand, I can't keep denying TCU as the hot hand right now. Maybe they're just the best team in the league. Maybe, maybe they are there. But, you know, once again, good good secondary. I mean, if there's any team that's kind of the outfit to beat a TCU, it is Kansas State. They are they are the right kind of team to do it. They've got good cornerbacks. They've got uh, guys at playmakers at all three levels. They can get after the passer and make Max Duggan uncomfortable. Uh, Felix Duque Uzama's got, you know, he's averaging over a sack a game. So they've got guys that can do that. I just think TCU at home, kind of men on a mission right now, is the field, and they continue their march forward. All right, second game we're going to get to here, 2.30 on the ABC. Number 20, Texas. At number 11, Oklahoma State. Since 2015, this series has featured six games that have been one-score contest. Um, This is a game that the I think eliminates somebody from Big 12 title contention. It would be a second conference loss for both of these teams. For Oklahoma State, it would be a second conference loss to the two to two of the teams that would be ahead of them, right? Um, and also it would functionally put you two games back. You know, to pass Texas in the standings, Oklahoma State would need one less loss, right? Uh, because the tiebreaker would go to Texas. Same thing for Texas's direction, right? So it wouldn't fully KO you, but I mean, pretty damn close, especially if we think these two teams will be hanging around the Big 12 title picture uh, for as long as the season goes, having to get that extra loss in the, you know, their other, uh, their L column from somebody else, right? That basically guarantees you're going to help from somebody else on multiple occasions. You know, they'd have two losses, you'd have one, and they'd also have that tiebreak over you, as I'd mentioned. So that tiebreak math begins to come into play here. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, it didn't totally clarify this, but for TCU, like TCU can get wins over Kansas state and T uh, and Oklahoma state and get that tiebreak situation squared away for them. It's a pretty good place to be. in if you're TCU to have those two schools who are towards the top of the league, uh, you know, kind of be there for you. All right. 
um, this matchup. Oklahoma State has the worst pass defense in the Big 12. This is a place where I think Quinn Ewers and company can take advantage of it. Um, I think Texas is the better team. I think they're the healthier team. I think they're the team that just came off the scare, and they feel like, um, you know, they know they have to play better. And they also feel like, hey, we would have lost the game last year. So there's, there's some confidence there. This is a team that, that they owe one to with the way Oklahoma State beat them last season. This feels like a situation where Texas has the better team, right? Texas has the more talent. They have the better defense. Not going to say they're they the better quarterback. They're the more talented quarterback. Not going to say they're the better quarterback, though. We'll not say that. They have the better running game. They have the better wide receivers. Um, th- there's a lot of stuff that goes in Texas's favor. Yet you saw it last week. You saw it against Texas Tech. You saw it at times, or obviously against Alabama at certain times. Like they, they have stuff. The lot game was generally positive for them. They can give way to other teams. They, they can have lapses. They can still have remnants of what happened last year. If they win this game, not going to do the Texas back thing, but this group has 100% turn the corner if they win this game. You can't look at their body of work overall if they win this football game and say, hey, they have not turned the corner yet. It's just impossible to do. I think one place where this game is going to be settled is the red zone. Um, in terms of red zone defense, we look at that, you know, this year, the red zone defense has been really good for Oklahoma state, which is actually kind of surprising because their defense generally has not been, has not been awesome this year. But when it comes down to uh, red zone defense, they have one of the better red zone defenses in the entire league. And so that definitely hundred percent factors into this, um, you know, and also Oklahoma state's defense on third down has been really good. Oh, third down defense, excuse me, is, is the one of the best in the league. Um, they need to get Texas off the field. They need to make sure Texas is kicking field goals and not scoring touchdowns, right? Because at times that's what this Oklahoma State offense can do. It can stall. And if they can't run the football and Spencer Sanders is banged up, although it sounds like people don't think he's that banged up, uh, some of the receivers are banged up. Like there are, It feels like just for Oklahoma State, there are moments where their offense is going to stall. They're going to need Texas to stall with them. So I think that is something that we have to look at here. And I think also because this Oklahoma State pass defense is what can really what can really get hit. Now, Texas was able to run the ball last week in Iowa State, which is pretty impressive at times. I think they'll try again this week. But I think they can win this game in the passing game because of Oklahoma State's deficiencies on that end. They just need to take care of the football in the red zone. That's the big thing for Texas. They have to take care of the football in the red zone. They need to make sure they are converting more often than not touchdowns instead of field goals. That is critical, critical for the success of the Longhorns. I give the coaching edge once again to Oklahoma State. That's make, that makes this game really hard to handicap. But I've seen enough from Texas at this point in time for me to believe that they are good enough to win football games like this on the road in this spot. Quinn Ewers is good enough. The running game is good enough. Their offense, their defense is good enough. They just cannot have the lapses like last week, Xavier Hutchinson being wide open. They cannot have that. Um, they have to be on the right side of the mistakes this week. And look, last week, Oklahoma State was, Oklahoma State was on the wrong side of them. You think maybe get, get it cleaned up? Um, Texas ends up being on the right side of, of some of the mistakes in that game. Hey, maybe it flips here. 
I think Oklahoma State plus the points is a good play. I think it's a close game. I think Texas wins, though. I think Texas wins. I think this is kind of their moment. They they say, all right, we we have arrived as a Big 12 title challenger. We are we are back in the hunt. So we are not back. We are back in the hunt for a Big 12 title. I think it's off the arm of Quinn Ewers when this happens in this game because they've got a lot of weapons in the passing game. I think they use the running backs in the passing game as well, get those guys in space to make plays, and then they can really mix that run in the pass as the game goes along. So I'm going to take Texas. I'm going to take them on the road. Obviously, don't feel great about it considering what happened at Texas Tech, but I think it's time for them to put their foot down and get the job done in a tough environment. I think they do it. 2.30 on ABC. All right. Uh, the last two games, we'll get to in one second, but first a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by underdog fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up college football season for you. They have selections available for any game that we're talking about. Things like, uh, over under passing yards for Quinn Ewers or Spencer Sanders or things, you know, things like that rushing yards for Bijan Robinson. So you guys can go today to, underdog fantasy use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on and what you guys can do is you guys will be able to double your first deposit with that promo code locked on today once again go underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store google play store as well today all right the other games remaining we'll go to uh we'll go to 11 a.m now on espn2 kansas at baylor Baylor has won 12 in a row in this series. Kansas has to get off the field on third down here, folks. Also, it sounds like Blake Shapin's probably going to play. Um, at least that's what the folks in Baylor at Waco are, are, are telling me. Um, so, okay. So, with that in mind, the stats last week, Kansas, my Jayhawks, allowed Oklahoma to go 16 for 21 on third down. 16 for 21 on third down is absolutely absurd. That cannot happen again. It absolutely can't because while their offense can score at an unbelievable clip, the Jayhawks, um, their team under Jason Bean does make mistakes. They do give turnovers. He's had a few of his own. And with the way the defense is playing right now, they're not in a situation where they can manage that. They're not in a spot where they can, their defense is good enough to continue getting stops. Got some late in the game. They made it a 10 point game. But to me, right now, it feels like um, this team is, is a wounded animal because of injuries. They're still good. I mean, they still covered in the last two games. They're still undefeated against, well, they pushed last game, but they're still undefeated against the spread, like the closing spread at game time. They're still making these games close, even though there are losses. All right. So this Kansas offense, like I feel like they're still going to hit some explosive plays. We saw Baylor's defense get knocked around last week. We'll see if KU can run that football with Devin Neal and Kai Thomas. We'll see what happens in that passing game. I think they can keep it close because of how explosive the defense is, how explosive the offense is. But they can't be getting into that hole. Like they, they can't be doing this stuff where they go down 14. I know they did it early in the season. They can't go down to the whole 14 nothing though and directly climb right out of it because their defense cannot get stops. Um, their defense is not at the point now where it's forcing those big turnovers anymore. It's, it's just not happening for them. And so when you're at that point, 
Um, you need to make sure that like you're getting some stops early and you're not, you're managing the situation, the scoreboard, and you're not finding yourself down 14, 17, 21 to three, 21, 10, whatever it is. Like you can keep playing catch up and you can cover, which I think they do in this game, but you can't maintain any semblance of, of um, truly trying to win the football game when you're always playing catch up and your quarterback's mistake prone. It just won't work for them. So I'm going to go with Baylor and then they bounce back in this game. Blake Shapen was on his way to a massive day last week. Sounds like he's okay. So I'm going to go Kansas plus the nine and a half with a late back door. I think this one kind of plays out potentially like last week's Oklahoma game plays out just because we've seen how explosive that Baylor offense is now that they're willing to toss the rock around a little bit. Please keep tossing it around. So I think because of that third down defense, I don't think KU gets off the field. I think Baylor takes advantage. I think they do really well. They're not this amazing third down offense. Like they're 51st, something like that in the country on third down. But um, at least that's what was my last checked. Uh, but I think that they can move the ball enough and they can score enough touchdowns and, and kind of keep Kansas at bay. Although I do think the Jayhawks do cover late in this game. So I'll take Kansas plus nine and a half just because they're undefeated against the spread. But I feel pretty comfortable saying Baylor is going to win this football game. Last but not least, West Virginia and Texas Tech at 2 p.m. on FS1. I believe it's 2 p.m. on FS1. Let's double, make sure we double check here to make sure that is correct. Um, you can see the spread right there, six and a half. I'm going to go with the road team in this game covering, and I think also winning. Oh, yeah, 2 o'clock FS1 for a couple reasons um, with this. West Virginia has the edge in red zone offense. They have the edge in red zone defense. And also the quarterback situation, while we know Baron Morton and uh, Donovan Smith are good to play, and look, we've heard some talk about Tyler Shuck too, I'm just not sure that team is ready to go. And I know JT Daniels will turn the ball over a whole uh, some at, at times, but this Texas Tech team is not very good at forcing turnovers. They're just not at this point in time. Tony Mathis got a big shot of energy last week. He's looking really good. I think Texas Tech is good. It's just the quarterback carousel has got me way too worried. The reason I'm not going to spend a ton of time in this game is I've got no idea what's going to happen. I think C.J. Donaldson's supposed to come back. I think the quarterback situation, they should be okay, but I'm not positive on that Texas Tech side, so you're really not sure what you're going to see. I know Tyree Wilson will try to get after the passer. Some games West Virginia has, has run the ball pretty well. Some games they have not run the ball very well. Um, can they do that today? Will JT Daniels have one of those boneheaded mistakes in games? You know, he said some games where he's played phenomenal and just kind of makes one mistake there towards the end, but it's usually like, you know, the two games where he's had end of the game mistakes, the defense has not always held up its end of the bargain. The Kansas game, the defense was not good enough. And the uh, the West Virginia game, their defense was not, not bueno. Uh, the, the West Virginia defense was not good enough uh, against Baylor last week on Thursday night. So um, can he avoid that late big game mistake? Uh, I think he does here. I think their red zone offense is really good. I think their kicker, also Casey Legg, might have something to say about the outcome of this game. So I think it's close. So I'll take the points. And I think West Virginia is going to win this game outright. So I got two home teams, um, you know, two road teams. I've got, I think, uh, two, two underdogs and two favorites this week. So let's see how this schedule plays out. Also, quick check up on what else is happening with teams joining the Big 12. 11 a.m. on ESPN, nice spot for Cincinnati versus SMU, which should be could be a really fun game. Also, uh, 11 a.m. on ESPNU, it is Houston at Navy. Um, the, the Houston Cougars trying to, once again, stabilize and keep their upward ascension. 6.30 on ESPNU, UC, UCF at ECU. 
pretty compelling contest considering UCF is now at five and one and it's going to have a real good chance. It feels like at this point we're heading towards a Cincinnati UCF AAC championship game and two thirty on ESPNU. I mean, Arkansas or excuse me, BYU keeps playing really difficult competition. They had Notre Dame uh, this consecutively too. They had Notre Dame, they had uh, Arkansas and now they have Liberty, right? And then earlier in the season they had Baylor and then they had um, uh, Oregon, right? So th- this team is always challenging itself. Saw a speech from Hugh Freeze earlier this week saying it's one of the biggest games, and it's the biggest game in the history of the program. Oh, my God, right? And, oh, my God, it's a crazy thing to say. Uh, but Liberty is, you know, starting to go on the rise a little bit. So big spot here for BYU. Another dealing with injuries, but their defense has to play better. It's a tough test for them this week. So that's what we got coming up all these teams make sure you follow me on twitter at lo big 12 you guys can find me at josh neighbors underscore please subscribe to the channel like the videos and let us know your thoughts on this weekend's matchups as well so next time my friends as always stay safe